Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Today is Wednesday, first day of SWAT groups. Uh, Doug, how'd they go today? Because... I couldn't be there. Yeah, I noticed that you weren't there. <laughs> you you have to write twenty times. I will be at SWAT. No, it was uh, it was good actually. We missed you there. It was a good group at both uh, groups, both in the morning at Woody's, out at the beach, and also here at the Salem Center. And there was women's SWAT. Lori did her group at ten. They had a good turnout, and uh, you know she's teaching through. Um, the book of acts also and she was on stephen's sermon mm. so she was preaching on uh, stephen's sermon i was teaching on uh paul's first recorded sermon and they're very similar in a lot of ways and so uh we were talking about it the other night in fact we were talking about it last night so much that i overslept this morning and almost <laughs> missed the swat group this morning i was i, I didn't I, usually i wake up about four thirty a.m on tuesdays or wednesdays and thursdays and um, uh, my alarm had not gone off, and I woke up, and I'm going, something doesn't feel right. I looked at my phone, and it said 612. Oh. And I'm like, I look at my alarm, and I'd set it for 630. I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> That's when SWAT starts. So uh, fortunately, I was able to get there. I had some good guys that were already setting up and everything, but we had a good turnout at both of them. And if you want to join us tomorrow at uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food on San Jose Boulevard, we'd love to have you join us. Or tomorrow night on the SWAT Zoom, you can just send Doug at SWATradio.com an email. And all you got to put is just say, hey, I'd like to be in the Zoom group. Uh, only requirement for the Zoom group tomorrow night is you be a guy. Because uh, we talk about guy stuff. And so, uh, unfortunately, Lori has not gotten a Zoom, but she does put those studies online for women. Uh, if you do SWAT for women uh, on SoundCloud, it'll come up nice. and uh, you can listen. So uh, anyway, uh, and she's a good teacher, too. Uh, although I'm prejudiced, she's <laughs> a very good teacher. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, we generally take the first segment and uh, deal with um, things going on in our culture. And, uh, you know, one of the things that is... Uh, I mean, obviously, the thing's still going on up in Canada, yeah. and and there is a pretty big resolve on the part of the truckers to do this peaceful protest the way it is, and uh, it, it really appears as if Trudeau's making some big, big mistakes in yeah. how he's handling it. Um, he's pretty much declared a state of emergency up there, he has, which, you know, it has gone unnoticed by a lot of people that would normally be crying foul mm. about this going wait 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 what's going on here uh, because he's no longer a prime minister he is now dictator trudeau uh, i mean in effect right i mean is there any difference between him and kim jong-un on the on the power that he possesses right now 
Well, I know they are, have unprecedented power, never been that, that's uh, issued what I'm, before. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He, if, if he right now can seize your bank accounts if he if if you support the truckers. Well, they are. I know that there are some uh, like one of the groups of truckers. Are, they had a nonprofit set up, and now um, that that organization is not allowed to get a bank account anywhere in Canada. And the one that they had with a credit union, uh, that credit union closed their account, um, effect, effectively locking them out. Um, also, I, I don't know if you saw the clip of, um, uh, I, I don't remember who this lady was uh, in Canada, but she was talking about how they were basically going to uh, you go after uh, uh, crowdfunding type platforms and view them, not them, but the, the people being funded, the truckers, as terrorists and uh, uh, being able to go after them in the same way that they do other banking institutions. It's uh, pretty significant. Yeah, I, well, I think the power that has now been grasped by him um, is is scary because we're, I mean, we there we have more border. I, I didn't know this. Uh, 5,000 miles of border with Canada. Did you know that? I did not know it was 5,000. I know it's our biggest border, though. Yeah, yeah. 5,000 miles of border is what they said. That's that's a lot of border. And, um, and they've basically now gone to totalitarian. <laughs> for practical purposes as he declared this state of emergency and and what's really alarming is people don't seem to care they just don't care they're just uh, uh most people in the media are sitting there just kind of going well you know what they're so, in fact they're supporting the government instead of the truckers which is kind of a pretty big departure from the media in that uh, yeah. regard yeah uh, the yeah, what Gibbs and Go uh, got hacked, and so some of the donations were leaked uh, as far as who was donating, and the Canadian media media was calling people who had donated like you know forty five dollars or whatever to the truckers and saying, "Why did you do this?" And like, I mean, actively going after people to you know ask for comment and then printing their names and stuff like that. Uh, that's uh, that's concerning, right? That, that that they would go to that level to try and make a point mm-hmm. and to. Hopefully, I think their their goal would be to intimidate people into silence or into not supporting uh, the truckers or to get a soundbite of them saying, well, I don't support them anymore. I thought this or I thought that. Um, but, yeah, they're the definitely actively uh, supporting the government. Um, and this is, what, 20 days, I think, 19 consecutive days of protest now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trudeau is in a tough spot because, what, like three or four um, different provinces have lifted their restrictions. I think Ottawa even... Uh, lifted some of their uh, restrictions that they had. So he's kind of isolating himself by continuing to push for this. Well, um, I uh, also want to comment on Vermont. Uh, Have you been following what's going on in there? They're basically, they're passing a state law or in the process of trying to get a law passed that would uh, basically, um, it would become the first state to present constitutional amendment establishing abortion rights. Oh wow! Um, so, um, so that would be an amend, uh, amendment to the state constitution, or they're trying to make that. Uh, a f- they a want to present a constitutional amendment uh, establishing abortion rights. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because when you think about Vermont, where it's located, right in the Northeast, uh, uh, the Northeast. Um, if you think about American history, you know, in the in the 
when the, the, the colonies were started and, you know, the, uh, the spiritualization of that area, Vermont was up there in that area. They all were, that, that would have been very, uh, uh, a lot of churches up there, a lot of people who would have, you would have think would have been believers, right? And now it's gotten to the point where you have a Bernie Sanders who's representing there who believes in communism, which yeah. is completely the antithesis of what we stand for here. And, um, as far as like a government goes and, and so now they want to push this and you know why they want to push it? Cause they're really concerned that the Supreme court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade, which would be a great thing, but, um, not for them. They mm. would not be happy about it. California also is, is not happy and has concerns about uh, they they want to declare themselves a sanctuary state uh, for people who want to have abortions and so the reason they're all doing this is they're all panicked because they they're, they're really concerned the Supreme Court is going to rule against them and so for us as believers uh, one if if we if we live somewhere where we have an opportunity to vote and have our voice heard we want to do that. Uh, but the first place you have your voice heard is through prayer. So we can pray uh, for God to intervene in all those cases. We can repent of things we need to repent of. Um, but, you know, we have an election coming up here, too. They're, what, what they're going to ultimately do is they're going to it, put it on the ballot for the people up there uh, kind of to decide. And, uh, you know, they... Uh, they, they voted 107 to 41 for the amendment known as Proposition 5. Uh, that, and, and so it's in their state. It's going to be in their legislative process. And it's going to go to the voters as a proposition. Uh, and so anyway, um, th- that, but they want to make a constitutional amendment too. Um, so It's interesting that that's happening in, in Vermont. I'm not sure. What I think about because you know there's 13 colonies and Vermont wasn't one of them and that was because of its relationship yeah. with its neighbors during the Revolutionary War they actually almost went to war with uh, uh, New York so like they were radical um, at the time on fire for revolution and for freedom obviously they wanted to even be free from the states around them that wanted to take control of them but then to see them kind of go this route uh, it's interesting I I got I th- have to think about that a little bit longer as well, far as w- what that means well they they um, just to clarify they want to make it part of their state constitution yeah. but it would be the first state to do that it's not a state constitutional right right now even though states have been very supportive of that stuff um, but and one other thing one final thing about China that I thought was interesting um, China is <laughs> really having some issues over there why because remember they had the one child policy mm, and then abortion mm-hmm. was very big well now they're they're having um problems because th- they have a declining birth rate and a falling population well no duh mm-hmm. that's what happens and um I, I we saw this even in the marine corps when i was when i was in the marine corps they recruit too many pilots mm. so they start you know pushing pilots out of the pipeline and figuring out ways to get them out then they have a shortage <laughs> it's just like we can never get it right as humans we all when we try to do it you know so anyway uh 
now they, they're trying to limit abortions over in China, which is a good thing. Yeah, I saw that, and uh, unfortunately we're up against the break, so stick with us. We will be back in just a moment. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. That is Zach Williams with Chainbreaker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, usually in the first segment, we talk about what's going on culturally and sometimes internationally. Just before the break, we kind of got cut off. We were talking a little bit about China now being in a bit of trouble because they, for a long time, have had a one-child policy, and now they're seeing their birth rate uh, be declining, their population getting older, and as a result have decided to uh, try and curb um, abortions and, and passing legislation to stop people from doing that, which is, uh, you know, a great thing. Well, I loved what Al Moeller said. Dr. Moeller, uh, who's going to be our guest next month, uh, actually we're going to have him on uh, to talk about um, just worldview stuff. But anyway, he says comprehensiveness of the christian worldview reminds us that when god gives us good gifts uh as in creation they come as a whole you can't take them in parts and separate them so you 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 know when you try to take one part away it injures the whole to the extent that it's kind of like pulling a thread out of a fabric it's not the way god made it and uh and that's what we have um modernity has given us technology with that technology what we do is uh we've kind of enabled the the totalitarian government the surveillance state and the you know contraceptive revolution and surgical procedures uh including mass abortion he says uh, all that requires modernity i mean think about it think about what would happen like they didn't you, they they certainly could have tried to do abortions back then, but they they do mass abortions in a culture now because of technology. Today, a man can say he's going to be a woman and can be a woman on the outside to an appearance based on technology, not based on anything 
that he could do in and of himself. You know what I'm saying? A man could, if, if you take technology away, a man is a man. He, he, you know, even if he puts a wig on, <laughs> you know, he can't take estrogen. He can't, can't have surgical surgery stuff to, to do things to make him appear as a woman. And it's the same with a woman wanting to be a man. Uh, so modernity has given us technology which is kind of a, a two-edged sword in a lot of ways because what happens is now, and you know, one of the things he mentioned in his briefing article this morning was, this was an article back a couple of weeks ago, I think maybe, um, about how the IRS is ceasing use of facial recognition technology. It was in mm-hmm. the Wall Street Journal. I didn't even know they were using it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they, they use it. Like, I mean, I, I guess now anything – Folks, if anything you put on the internet, anything you put on the internet is there and can be used against you. So if you got a picture, it's it can be used against you. And so it's important for us to understand that the the technology comes with a double-edged sword. It's good in a lot of senses, but also in a lot of ways it can be used in a way that says we're God. We're going to control this, you know, government, we're going to control this world. That's why we can take solace in the fact that Jesus is sovereign. He's king. He's king of the universe. He's king of kings and lord of lords. There's no government leader stronger than he is, no army stronger than he is. He is the lord of lords. And so we can rest in that as his people. We don't always do that, but we should. And that's really, you know, what Paul's bringing out in the message we're looking at today in Acts chapter 13 is the sovereignty of God and the sovereignty of God and specifically related to salvation, his plan of pointing to Jesus. And, you know, the Jewish people back then did not understand that they didn't get it. They, they, they thought Paul was trying to go off in some kind of aberrant way from Judaism when in reality Christianity was the fulfillment of Judaism. And so if you look at Acts chapter 13, where we are, and we're specifically looking at verses 13 through 39, and today we're dealing with the, you know, God's, the purpose of his son. Why did he come? And um, he came to free us, everyone who believes. I mean, it's, it's not everyone, it's everyone who believes. He doesn't free everybody. And, you know, Taylor, there's a growing movement of universalism that has been around for a long time. It's just getting repackaged. You know, uh, the Enlightenment had it, and people today think that, you know, all the deconstruction stuff talks about it. Rob Bell talks about it. Alexander McLaren talks about it. It's this whole belief that the universalism of God and that hell is not real. Or, or you don't have to worry about hell. Um, and, in fact, they they pretty much teach that we're all going to get there. You know, we're just all going to be there. And, and that's very, it's dangerous because it's wrong. You know, when you start going against the teachings of the word, the teaching of God's truth, you can't pick and choose which teachings you like because some of them are uncomfortable. And that's what happens a lot of times. And so as we look at today, this passage, 
we're really, I said again, focusing in on chapter 13 verses really 38 and 39. Just the last two, uh, the purpose of his son. uh, Yesterday we looked at the provision of his salvation, how it was a very specific salvation deliverance he was talking about when Paul was preaching. This message we're looking at in Acts 13 is Paul's first recorded message in Scripture. He basically does an Old Testament survey and how the fulfillment of all God's promises are met in Jesus. And so on Monday, we looked at the proclamation of his sovereignty, how in verses 13 through 35, uh, Paul just reveals the sovereignty of God as he takes them through the history of of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Numbers. Uh, he goes to Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and First uh, and Second Samuel, and he takes them through this history over and over. God gave. God did this. God took away. It was God. And we saw that on Monday. On Tuesday, uh, yesterday, we looked at this idea of the salvation that he brought wasn't necessarily the salvation that they were looking for. In the same way today, there's a lot of people that are looking for salvation, but the salvation they want is not necessarily what he's offering. What he's offering is salvation from your leadership, salvation from you. I mean, sin isn't the problem. Sin is a symptom of your problem. I mean, when you lead, anytime we lead independently of God, it's sin. Anytime we go against his will, it's sin. And so uh, alcohol, uh, whether you're an alcoholic, a drug addict, a sex addict, it doesn't matter. Those things are symptoms. The true issue is, are you in control of your life? He, God came to deliver us from us. Uh, he, was, he sent his son, Jesus, and he was perfect. He was the perfect sacrifice, and he died according to the scriptures we saw yesterday. But God raised him. And he says, today I have begotten you, which means he's established him as the leader. And God exalted him at the name uh, that is above every name. And so that's what we covered yesterday. Today, verse 38 and 39, and we're looking at the purpose of his son, which is the gospel, the good news, the forgiveness and right relationship with God, the pre-fall dependent relationship we're supposed to have with him not just an intellectual assent to the facts that jesus died on the cross and so um i'm going to have you read verse 38 and 39 and uh, then we're going to just go through this gospel message this good news message that uh he gives all right let it be known to you therefore brothers that that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you And by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Everyone who believes, everyone who believes, not everyone. And so if if you know people that are saying, well, God, did he die for everyone? Did he, uh, you know, he says by him. Everyone who believes is freed. Yes, I mean, he he came and he died for the world in the sense that he laid his life down. But not everybody appreciates that. Not everybody gets the benefit from that. 
the only way you get the benefit from that is what is if you believe um and and the the belief is a belief that produces an action um it's a it's you know it's it's the belief that um that actually you know I was talking to a guy um I was just talking to a guy actually who's teaching a bible study and he was talking about the book of James and how James is all about doing the works and doing this work and he said you know as I'm studying through this getting ready to teach uh, I'm realizing that you know the works the works that we do is not what earns anything with God we do the works just kind of to, to be kind to others and show love to others and I'm like well yeah because that validates our witness I mean, if we don't obey God, uh, what kind of witness are we for him? I mean, what kind of God is he that his people don't really care enough about him to obey him? I mean, because he says, if you love me, you will obey me. And so when he says, let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, he's talking about Jesus, Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. He's saying Jesus is the forgiver. Jesus is the one that makes it possible for us to be in the right pre-fall relationship with God the Father. And he says, and by him, everyone who believes is freed. So he is the way, the truth, and the life. Just like he said, it's only through him. Anything other than that that you look to, your works, your baptism, your because uh, we were talking about that yesterday. Your lineage, uh, your uh, social status, your name, whatever it is, your family, none of that does anything for you with God. The only thing that makes you acceptable to God is when Jesus is your King and Savior. He's your Savior and King. He's He's your Redeemer. And you receive them. So, all right. So, stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Would like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D O U G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. That was Freedom Hymn by Austin French. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 13, verses 13 through 39 this week. Today we are focusing on the last two verses, verses 38 
and 39. If you missed any of what we've talked about this week or in this past program, or in this uh, past 30 minutes, rather, uh, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Click on the past programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, well, including this one in just about an hour or so. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Well, you know, Taylor, when you look at this, um, this this passage is, uh, it's very, you know, not the first time the gospel has been proclaimed, obviously, in Acts. Um, when we've looked at other passages in Acts, uh, whether it's Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, um, or whether it's, um, you know, uh, whether uh, Stephen's preaching in Acts uh, chapter uh, 7, you see this appeal to people to believe, uh, and and so there's a, a there's an appeal given, and what we see here in, in this passage is he 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 says, listen. He says, look, you know, everyone who believes, let it be known that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything. And so he's telling them, he's saying, listen, you need to repent and you're freed from everything. So it's not just the, it's not just the, the, the freedom of, of living um, without having to worry about the penalty for sin. Uh, he's saying you've been justified by his righteousness there too. And the word there for believe is the word, it's the same word as pisteo or, um, you know, it's, it's got different forms, but it basically means a trust in something that it produces an action. In other words, if you say you believe in that chair over there, but you never sit in the chair, do you really believe that that chair will hold you? You can say, I believe it'll hold me all day long, but you never exercise faith in it. You never go sit in it. Do you really believe it? Because every time you come in, you always sit in another chair. And so that's the idea there of a belief that produces an action. And and so he's telling them, listen, and when we're going to see next week what we cover in SWAT this week, verse 40, and, and I could have easily have gone through there, but I wanted to stop as we go through the the next section, um, because the next section is kind of like the epilogue, but basically he's, he's warning them afterwards. Hey, you've heard it now. Don't reject it. Cause they had a history of doing that. They would hear something. And so, I mean, uh, like I said, if you go back to acts two thirty eight, Peter said, repent and be baptized of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And so he brings that out. Um, uh, in chapter three, he says, repent, turn back that your sins may be blotted out. So he keeps talking in Acts, Luke does, he's mentioning these sermons where he talks about having our sins forgiven. In Acts five, God exalted him at the right hand, talking about Jesus as leader and savior, Lord and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And all three of those, he's talking about the forgiveness of our sins. It's extended. And even in Acts 10, verse 43, to him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So again, he brings that out. But here, 
you know, in verse 38 where he says, forgiveness of sins and by him everyone is freed from everything. In other words, you're not bound to the law anymore. You're justified by him, not by what you do. And that's such a radical departure for them in the way they think. And I think it's hard for us to grasp, too, because uh, the truth is we grow up and we live very performance-based lives, don't we? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it, from the time we're brought into the world, you better be good, you know, um, it, it, you just get this performance mentality in our schools. Everything is performance-based. Uh, our athletics, you know, you want to be the best. And so we're kind of geared to think that way. And the the tragedy or the danger, not tragedy, but the danger for us is that um, it is a tragedy when you do it, that you think you can add to what Christ did on the cross because you can't. He's already done everything for us. That was what was so impactful for me when I had the bird strike was that I was not making the best choices in my life. And I remember just being in that life and death situation for a short time thinking, oh, man, I've, I've really messed up and I'm, I'm going to be cast out of his presence. And he said, it's not about what you do. It's what I've done for you. And that really, for the first time, made sense, that grace. And we're going to see him use that word, actually, next week when we look at uh, verses 40 through 52. He talks about continuing in the grace down in verse uh, 43, continuing in the grace, because there's a vast difference in this word he's giving them called grace than what they were used to. They were not used to that picture of God. They weren't used to God being a father to them. They were used to God being the distant deity. Uh, and and so to think of God in terms of a father-son relationship was way beyond them. But he said, no, your sins are forgiven and you are justified. And so I, I think it's a great message. It is good news. It is something that... Uh, we struggle to believe in that, that we could actually have a pre-garden fall relationship with the Father. It seems too good to be true. And um, I think, you know, I've shared that message in a lot of countries and actually have people will say things like, uh, I said this today at SWAT, you mean Adolf Hitler, if he would say, I believe in Jesus, would be forgiven for what he did? And I said, no, not if he says it, but if he really believed it, it would not matter. Paul killed Christians. And you go, yeah, but he wouldn't hate off Hitler. Well, he killed Christians. He was a murderer. And um, the, the Bible doesn't exclude you because of the severity of your sin. There's one thing that keeps people from being in a right relationship with God is they reject Jesus. That's it. That's hard for you and me to grasp because we categorize sins. He's terrible. He's worse. He's the worst. And we think there's no way they could ever be forgiven. And it seems wrong that you could forgive him simply because he says, I believe in Jesus. And, and that's the problem for a lot of people in other countries because 
we make it a lot of times about praying a prayer when we go to, you know, so you mean all I have to do is this. And, and I think we stress the wrong thing. Sometimes I think we, we may, we try to give people an assurance based on the fact that they prayed a prayer, not a heart transaction. And I think what's happened is we've, we've recreated what we see a lot here is people who have an intellectual knowledge about God and what he did, but they haven't experienced true life change, life change, and they don't have a, a pre-fall relationship of dependence with God or intimacy with. Him. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I've been thinking about lately, is it worse to be someone who uh, does all that God commands, but thinks that that somehow imparts them some justice, or is it worse to be someone who uh, thinks, oh, you know, I prayed a prayer and I'm good to go, but never acts in a way that in the world will uh, be a benefit to to the gospel or to the kingdom. Like, which which one of those would you say is worse? Are they just equally bad? I think they both are bad. I mean, but I I you know I think I think the person who's gonna uh, who, describe the first person again. So I I I, I want to understand the first person would be someone who you know lives out you know what the Bible teaches but doesn't uh or but thinks either that uh they think their works are getting yeah. them into God's favor so someone what? who has a a Catholic maybe view of things or someone who just says oh well I just need to pray this prayer and then never do anything which one of those is worse off so so you're talking about two unbelievers though right mm. well yeah. Yeah. One's an unbeliever they will, they will who both think, consider yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But one believer thinks their works are getting them there. One person thinks their their works are getting them there, but their work is just to pray a prayer. So there's real no no heart conviction to follow God. You know, uh, I heard a guy say earlier today. I was listening to um, a guy, and he said, you know, when you say you know, he, he said, he said this, which I think is confusing. And I, I believe this guy loves the Lord and I believe he, he's a good teacher in, in a lot of what he says. And, but you know, and this is what we do a lot of times we throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so I don't discount all of his teaching, but he, he, he did say this, that I really struggle with. He said, you know, uh, following Jesus is not the gospel, you know, well, following Jesus is it it isn't the gospel in the sense the good news is that god reigns the good news is god saves us the good news is that he brings peace to us but following jesus is what the gospel demands it's like it's a result of the gospel in our life and so when when the bible talks about obeying the gospel obeying the good news you know, what do you do with the gospel? What good is it to redeem you if you're going to follow your own leadership? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. to tell people that, you know, following Jesus is is not the call of the gospel in somebody's life or is not the gospel is that that's the best place you can be is following Jesus because He's the only one. He's the What did Peter say? You alone have the words of life, right? And so the gospel 
if we really embrace the true gospel, the, the his salvation message we talked about yesterday, is that he reigns and that we want to follow him because there's no other place to go that's going to give us what he gives us. Yep. Stick with us. We're up against the break. We will come back there after we return. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is David Crowder with All My Hope. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 13, verses 13 through 39 this week. Today we are focusing in on the tail end of that, verses 38 and 39. If you would like to join the discussion or you have any questions, please call us at one 844 swat That's one 844 Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Hey, I'd like to thank uh, our listeners who have been uh, sending emails in. Uh, thank you so much for just letting us know that you're encouraged by things we uh, we share on the air. We, we you know we we certainly are just two flawed guys trying to trying to work through the text and work through life here. And I appreciate you uh, just letting us know that uh, it, it was helpful in some way, encouraging some way um, to to hear what we had to share, particularly on air. So thank you. Appreciate, um, appreciate your feedback. It's always good to get feedback. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about Mississippi and, uh, Virginia being uh, part of our listener base. And we're looking to possibly add, uh, Raleigh and, um, and also, uh, Myrtle beach, Sweet. South Carolina. So, uh, our Charles, yeah, Myrtle Beach. So uh, just pray about that as our listeners. And, uh, you know, this this journey we're on of uh, working through Acts right now is uh, is just one where we're just 
trying to get the gospel out to people. Man, they need it. We need it. We need it every day. You preach the gospel to yourself. You know, I used to hear that and and didn't really grasp what it meant. I don't know that I still do, but it's it's just every day we need Jesus. You know, we need him every day. And, uh, hey, tomorrow, uh, before I forget, Taylor, uh, uh, tomorrow we have Phil Johnson is going to be our guest from Grace to You. Phil is an elder out at Grace Church. Look forward to getting an update on what's going on out there with them. They got the Shepherds Conference coming up in uh, uh, March. By the way, uh, it's it's pretty amazing that um, the Shepherds Conference has been like like registration. They had to close it off mm. because they had so many. Um, I think they're doing another conference called Truth Matters, um, and I think that's already booked. I mean, it's like in May, and it's done. Like these these conferences, you can't get there um, because they're they just they have too many people that have registered, and they can't <laughs> they can't fit them all in. But I think it's good, and I think it reflects on John MacArthur's teaching, his faithfulness in the ministry, and. Uh, you know, uh, I, I really think you'll be encouraged if you listen tomorrow. Uh, Phil Johnson has been with him for a long time, and uh, I think uh, it, it'll be a, a great interview. He's given us some good interviews in the past, so I hope people will uh, will tune in. So, Yeah, awesome. Definitely tune in for that. Um, I've heard him a couple times on the program. He does well. Obviously, I heard him uh around on other things too because uh he's been like as you, well, how long has it been that he's been with uh john MacArthur? oh my gosh uh i think 30 something years mm. i think uh, out of 50 <laughs> that's a long time yeah that's a long time john macarthur has been preaching uh, a long time and so um i hope i hope you'll tune in for that uh you know we'd like to hear from you if you have any questions today about anything we've talked about um you can give us a call at 844-777-7928. Or if you don't want to be on air, you can shoot an email to us at ask at SWATradio.com. Happy to uh, take your questions. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of our listeners who's a SWAT guy who listens a lot uh, reminded me of uh, the hate speech trial against the Finnish uh, member of parliament is mm-hmm. beginning. And so remember uh, Pavi Rasanen, uh, who is uh, basically uh, um, a Christian over there, who is a uh, medical doctor by profession, uh, and uh, she made comments on the uh, Luther Foundation website um, that incited hatred, contempt, and intolerance, according to the prosecutor over there. And... uh, they said labeling homosexuality as a developmental disorder was derogatory and violated the dignity and equality of a minority group. That's why she's on trial. Yikes. That's really scary. Um, but it's going to happen more and more. People reject God's word, and they're going to continue to reject it. We should not be surprised by it. Um, and, you know, Paul uh, preached the truth. And we're going to see next week that um, he's he's going to pay a price for it too. 
Uh, many people think that it was in Antioch of Pisidia where uh, he got lashed 39 times, several times. Um, you know, he got beaten with rods something because uh, the, the whole city got upset with him and they pretty much threw him out of town. So, um, you know, if you if you take a stand for Christ, you will be persecuted. Uh, if you're not being persecuted, you got to wonder, are you really standing for him? Are you, are you sharing him? Are you being a light for him? Like we're supposed to be, that's, that's what he calls us to. And, uh, Paul was very, um, encouraging to me personally this week in this proclamation of God's sovereignty over and over, just being reminded in my own life that when anything bad happens, it goes through his fingers. Anything good happens, it comes from him. So he's sovereign. And also his salvation specific from maybe the salvation that I grew up kind of maybe thinking about uh, Mm. that salvation was just being delivered from hell. That's such a limited view of what God's offering us. But isn't that what most people think? I mean, you know, Taylor, if you ask most people, uh, I think that's probably what you would get. You know, if you ask him, what does it mean to be saved? I think increasingly uh, they, they won't know, you know, even that, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, just there's a, a whole lot of biblical ignorance. So uh, I think, you know, 20, 30 years ago, yeah, oh, well, it means you won't uh, see hell. But now it's uh, more like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we we got a question about justification. Somebody asked, what is what is um what does it mean to be justified? Because I, I made the statement that he not only forgives our our sins, he justifies us. Just real simply, when you're justified, it just as as far as spirituality is concerned, it means you're declared righteous. That that justification is where God is saying you are righteous, uh, and you're a sinner, but you're righteous not because of what you do, but it's what Christ did. And your faith in Christ is the mechanism through which that righteousness imputed to you. So, uh, yeah, I think we, we, we got a call. Yep. I didn't catch your name. Who, who are we speaking with? Hey, it's your favorite fan, Herman from Virginia Beach. Oh, hey, Herman. How you doing? Herman, long time. We know here from you, man. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. I'm just checking in, man. You know I'm staying tuned to you guys. But I got a quick question for you. You guys talked a lot about salvation today. And with every wind of doctrine that's now blowing in our atmosphere, for some strange reason, it seems that salvation is becoming confusing to many. Uh, I recently led this young man to the Lord, um, and he thought he was saved. But when I asked him, has he ever saw himself in trouble because of his sins and realizing what Jesus did, came running to the grace and came running to the free grip for salvation, he never understood it to that level. And so, to make a long story short, this young man got saved over the phone with me. He cried out, and he called on the Lord for the first time. But he came up in the church. He was in the choir. He was in different classes. But for some reason, it was never presented to him that he needed his own personal relationship but because his grandma went there and his mom went there, I think he just kind of went there and blended in. And, 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 and there's, I think there's a lot of people that say, but my question is, 
do you believe the the, the scripture in Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three is is directing is is Christ talking about a lot of possible church folk, many that are just monopolizing the church for money and gain and prominence, and only to be only to find out that you're not getting in based on that because I've always thought that was sent to church folk. Um, do you believe that as well? Yeah, Herman. Uh, I don't know if you heard yesterday, but yesterday, if you didn't, go back and listen to yesterday's broadcast because we really went into detail about this salvation that he's talking about. If you look in the dictionary, it says salvation means the act of saving or protecting from harm. So for most people in our country, we take that view with God and his salvation, meaning being protected from hell. And for most people, that's if you ask them, are they saved? And you go, are you saved? And they go, uh, yes, I am. Well, what are you saved from? I'm saved from hell. That's their perspective. But when God talks about salvation, he's saving us from our own leadership. I want to take you to Romans chapter 10, where it says, okay. how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news? That word there is euangelion. And what it means is, it it's, it's translates good news, it's the gospel. And Paul is quoting from Isaiah 52. And if you look up Isaiah 52 in the Greek Septuagint, the same Greek word used in Isaiah 52 is used uh, for good news wherever it is. And here's the good news in Isaiah 52, 7. Let me read it real quick. How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, and who says, your God reigns. So salvation is not just being delivered from hell, but it's God reigning, and he's reigning in your life instead of you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah, Herman, so great to hear your voice. I do believe there's a lot of church people that are going to hear that who have the wrong view of Jesus. Uh, but thank you so much for listening and calling. we got to run. Our program's out. Be blessed, brother. Okay? All right. That's all, we, all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual